through the concept of prayer. Spent a lot of time trying to understand what it means to pray. All of this under the guidelines of living the standard of the Lord. When the Lord gave me those three words, living the standard, going into this year, it would have been nice if he would have also told me how much it was going to kick up the dust. It would have been nice if I would have known that so many things would go topsy-turvy. But God gives you what you need, not always what you want. So as we worked through prayer, we're going to spend some time dealing with the concept of fellowship, understanding that we are a body, not the individual of Christ. try my best to get through my notes today. I make no promises. I believe the enemy has been at war against this word, so I'm going to take my time and say what needs to be said. And those of you who believe in prayer, Say one for me. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. We'll read two verses here. I'll give you the title of today's message. The series we are in, if anybody is keeping good notes, we're still under the major heading of the year of living the standard. I'll go back a slide. We're still under the major heading of the year of living the standard, but today's message is different. We start, we are the body of Christ. That is our working title for this series. This particular message will have another title, but that is where we are. And we're going to preach on being the body of Christ till I feel revelation has come. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. Do y'all see that? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, the devil is busy today. Look at that. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. How many bodies? Whether Jew or Greek, whether slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. If you look at verse 12 one more time, for even as the body is what? And yet has many members. All the members of the body, though they are many, are what? One body. So also is Christ. For by, what's the next word? One spirit we are all baptized into what? One body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of what? One spirit. One one body, many members, not, not just a bunch of us trying to get what we need from God. One body. I've read 1 Corinthians so much, and, 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 I, and I dug into that word one. It's going to come back and help us in a minute. That word one means one single unit. Not, that doesn't mean we're connected. No, 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 that, that would be easy. It means that we're one thing. Everything is vital to the whole. Interesting thing as I begin to look over this is every time I read this text, and we won't get deep into 1 Corinthians 12 today, but every time I read this text, I think of our physical bodies. And nobody looking at me is saying, there's Bishop's hand. You see, all of my members, but you identify me as one. Watch this. But if my hand was cut off, you would cease to identify my hand with me unless you saw it get cut off. At that point, it would be there's someone's hand because disconnected from the body, the members have no identity. We don't associate the body to an individual until it's connected as a whole. And the Bible says we are the body, watch this, of Christ. That means all of us should be together making up his body. And so today, if y'all want to title this particular message, I would title it this, Lord, make me invisible. I remember when that song came out. I remember when Kiera Sheard sang it. And in the song, she says, I'm taking the stage, but it shouldn't be me that you're looking for. Let them see you and not me. She continues to go back asking God, God, make me invisible. Her premise was, God, when they see me, let them see you. But something has happened, y'all, where I'm not sure we want to be invisible. I think we want to be seen. This is why we say things like, look at my ministry. Look at how many people got saved under my word. That's why I hear people talk about, look at my sermon and my message and my members and my, my, my. And God is sitting here looking at us going, what about me? It's all about us. I'm going to church because I need God to do something for me. And today, I'm asking you to declare, Lord, make me invisible. For when people see me, they only see you. 
But wait a minute, Bishop. I'll just put it on the screen. Wait a minute, Bishop. If, if that's the case and I'm invisible, what about all the work I'm going through to be noticed? Something has happened in the body of Christ. Y'all, where we spend more money on advertising than we do most other things. We got slick marketing campaigns and no anointing. We got everything that makes us beautiful on paper. But God's like, excuse me, you made it all about you. They saw the flyer and I wasn't nowhere on it. And if we're going to be a body, here's where it gets interesting. The text I start with says this. The body is one. Many members. All the members of the body, though they're many, still one body. Still just one. No matter how much God increases marketplace, it should still be Jesus. I don't care if there's not enough room for anybody to sit down. The moment that it is no longer about Jesus, we have failed God. The moment it's about us and look, we filled up the seat. Forget filling up a seat if God's not pleased. Make us invisible. That when people come in this room, they go, God is here, not we are. Even in James, where it talks about when, when the elders are called for, it says, and the Lord will raise them up. We didn't do nothing. We were just obedient to God. It's funny because this whole one body thing, Lord help me, this whole one body thing, we have to understand. When you are in Christ, if any man be, in Christ. This is, I, I figured out why so many of us don't want to be in Christ. Because when I get in Christ, I actually am no longer seen. The only thing you see is the thing I'm in. See, when the Bible talks about being baptized into his death, Baptizo in the Greek means to immerse. And the best example of being baptized, I heard, is if you took something and put it inside of an envelope. Close the envelope up. The thing inside the envelope has been baptized into the envelope. And you know why we don't like that? Because guess what you no longer see? What's inside the envelope? The only thing I see is the envelope itself. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that if I get in Christ, they no longer see me? Now, for some of us who are not ashamed to admit our past, Lord, help me. For some of us who are not ashamed to admit that we ain't always been right, we ought to be running the baptism. For some of us who are not ashamed to say if it had not been for God, we ought to be running to baptize him. Lord, baptize me so that all they see is you and none of me. Lord, baptize me so they don't see my faults, my failures, my fatigue. Lord, baptize me. But no, 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 no. We want to be out front. We want our name to be seen. We want to be on the marquee. Names and lights. But Jesus has to be the star of the show. Now, let me take you through three texts in John. Just so I can help you understand more of how powerful this is. Say, make me invisible. One more time, make me invisible. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Verse 22, I'm going to read down to verse 30. Now watch this. Y'all, now y'all remember in Corinthians it said one body, right? At that time, the feast of 
dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. The Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. See, right there, that should be waiting for God to speak a word he already done spoke us. You keep asking God to repeat himself. The works that I do in my Father's name, these testify of me. Y'all see that? But you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. Let me say this. Stop trying to convince people of something that they're not spiritual enough to understand. You save yourself a whole lot of trouble. The things of the spirit are not carnally discerned. Listen, you, you, you wasting your breath. Y'all help me in here. You wasting your breath trying to explain your spiritual revelation on non-spiritual people. So why don't you get it? Why don't you understand? Well, listen, it's your fault for expecting them to have the palate for spirituality when they are still immersed in their carnality. There are some things that people just not going to get because they are not in the place of God that you are going home crying over somebody who ain't on your level. I just want them to understand. If you want them to understand, then do the necessary work to get them to the place where understanding is possible. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. Now this right here, this text right here, this one makes me want to weep. Because I know people who call themselves Christians who also say they can't hear God. So as a leader in the Lord's church, it makes me want to weep because we have people who think they're somewhere that they're not. And then I keep asking myself, why won't they follow? Why won't they follow? Why won't they do? Why won't they get right? And then I see a scripture like this. He says, easy. They're not mine. If they were my sheep, you wouldn't have to force them to follow me. If you're having trouble following, that's a relationship problem. So we keep dumbing down the standard of God trying to create followers of us. Help me, God. Just keep changing. Just keep lowering the standard. Lowering the standard. Lowering the standard. Maybe if I make the standard this low, somebody will follow. You didn't follow that? Let me lower it again. You didn't follow that? Let me lower it again. No. See, that's our problem. The standard done got so low, I can't tell the difference between God's house and the club. The standard is so low, anything goes in many of our churches, but somebody in Dayton, Ohio is going to have to stand for the standard of holiness. We are his body. Come into church, anything goes. Taking the secular and trying to make it sacred. It's the same outfit you wore to the club last night. Talking about God know my heart. He does. You are absolutely correct. Bishop, you making it too hard. I'm not trying to make nothing hard. I'm trying to make it holy. I have been told that my standards are too high. Not mine, his. I have been told it's too much. Not too much for him. Take it up with Jesus. They have left me because I pressed into the standard. They have turned their back on me because I pressed into the standard. And in the midst of those hard times, there has been a thing that caused me to want to say, you know what, maybe not so much, but no. No, 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 no. 
be his body. And we're going to do it his way. Bishop, you seem like you fussing. I ain't fussing. I'm just, that's all I'm trying to do. And if it make you feel some type of way, good. Because when I look at the prophets of old, this new little, this little, little perfumey preaching we doing, I don't see that in the scripture. I don't see in the scripture, all you got to do is turn around three times and your miracle is coming. No, I hear if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the, the good of the land. That's what I see in the Bible. Got people sowing seeds thinking that if you give more money that God is going to give you more of him. The devil, he do lie. Like God needs your money. My sheep, help me God, hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give eternal life to them. See, right there. Right there. Right there. Literally, y'all should look at, I give eternal life to them. And there should be a wave of repentance. You mean to tell me he gives me eternal life just for being one of his? If I get immersed in the body, Sean, he said, let me tell you what I'm going to give you. Life eternal. Oh, but I want a car. A better house, a better job. You missed it. The old folk used to sing a song, I'm satisfied with Jesus. I'm sorry. We done missed some of that old school stuff. That's what, that's what my, I used to hear my grandfather rocking in his chair talking about he was satisfied. All I got is this rocking chair in my name, but I'm satisfied with Jesus. You might have more stuff than me, but let me tell you what I got that money can't buy. I got Jesus and him crucified. I don't have a historical Jesus. I have a Jesus who was and is and is to come. I don't just have the Jesus of the Bible. I have a resurrected Jesus. I don't just have a resurrected Jesus. I have a Jesus. Jesus, who sits at the right hand of the Father. See, academia, academia will give you a historical Jesus. Academia will tell you who Jesus was. Oh, and then there's some places that'll get you hype over the Jesus that stays on the cross. Many of us done had Jesus on the cross so long that we have no idea that the real power of Jesus is the fact that he did not stay there. And then some of us got Jesus resurrected, but you don't have Jesus ascending. I need Jesus to ascend so that he can send the precious gift of the Holy. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. Y'all give me a minute. Y'all excuse me, but see, when you mess around and figure out what he was trying to do, we'd stop rebelling being the body. Look, I give eternal life to them. They will never perish. Y'all not read the same No one will snatch them out of my hand. Danny, they're not praying for me. See, y'all waiting on an organ player to give you a B-flat. But some of y'all should have looked at verse 28 and said, wait one minute. You mean to tell me that once I put my hand in his hand, the devil can't snatch me out. Once I put my hand in his hand and I get connected to the body. But it don't work. When you're so busy trying to be visible. When it's about you. See, here's what I figured out from God. He said, go on with your bad self. You bad. You got it. You sweet. Go on, see how that works. No, no, no. I'm like, I tell you what. Make me invisible. Then when, when sickness come looking for me, it can't find me. 
oh, make me invisible that when poverty come looking for me, it can't find me. Make me invisible that when trouble try to find my kids, my... I'm about to show y'all something. Y'all know in the Old Testament where it would say like the household of Abraham? Remember that? When it said the household of Abraham, that meant Abraham, Abraham's wife, Abraham's kids, everybody worked for Abraham, everybody connected to Abraham. Now watch this. I learned something. I should have known it, but I got a revelation. Maybe y'all got it. Y'all know how old folk would pray the God of Abraham? Isaac and Jacob. Wait a minute now. That's a bloodline. You got Abraham, Abraham's daddy. He, Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Y'all, y'all. Y'all not in here. But here's what makes it so powerful. Stand up, stand up, Sean. Stand up, Terry. Come here, come here, come here. Stand right here, stand right here, stand right here. Come here, James. Come on, hurry, 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 hurry. You're moving too slow. Moving too slow. Get your ankles moving. Get your ankles moving. Come on back here. I don't want you back there. I want you. There you go. Now watch it. From here, I only see one person. Because Terry is so okay with not being visible. Y'all missed it. When we pray the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. Jacob way back here is equally blessed as this guy. We so busy trying to peek and cut. Wait a minute now. Watch. Go read your Bible. There is no Isaac covenant. God never cut a covenant with Isaac and he never gave a covenant to Jacob neither. But who he did cut a covenant with was Abraham. There's an Abrahamic covenant. The covenant is right here. God made a promise with this guy. He getting the overflow. When he stays in line, he get the out. You so busy trying to get out of line. That's why your blessing can't come. You so busy trying to get out of line. That's why you have no authority. Trying to rush to the front, give your seed. Trying to rush to the front, do your dance. Just put me in line. I'd be way back here. See, when y'all figure out how good God is, you will love being in the back. The last shall be first. The first shall be last. Excuse me. When I'm going to be on program? When am I going to get my name on the program? When am I going to be the head of the committee? Child, please. I'm so busy trying to be in the body. See, watch this. All you see is the person out front. This is what happens when you get baptized into Christ. I don't even see these people. They so busy in the line. Jesus like, I got this. When trouble come, they can't even see you. When hardship come, they can't even see you. They got to come through me to get to you. And ain't no way in the world I'm going to fail. Ain't no way in the world I'm going to lie. God is not a man that he should. When you recognize who's in front, when you recognize his power, when you recognize his authority, Almost done with y'all brothers. Here's what's powerful about this. 
these two people got to trust in him. Y'all missed it. When you know what he can do, you gladly stay behind him. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. I know what, that the Lord is in front of me. I can really quote the verse, if God be for me, who? Lord, like, look, we're going this way. you like, fine, because if God is going first, come on now. The Bible says, watch this. Watch this. Watch what the Bible says. He says, yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with. Watch it. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow. Y'all, I'm out there in goodness and mercy like we got you. We got you. Goodness and mercy, we got you. Goodness and mercy, we got you. Goodness and mercy, we got you. Because you got somebody in front who travels with goodness and mercy. You got somebody in front. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit. I ain't through. Take my time. When it gonna be my turn to preach? See, y'all missed it. Go ahead, get your butt tight. When it gonna be my turn to preach? When it's gonna be my turn to pray? When is, no, no, I'm so busy. God, you ain't got to ask me to do nothing. See, when you think you're being overlooked, that's because you're out of line. Because if you in line, how am I overlooked? I got eternal life. I can't perish. And no one can snatch me out. How am I getting overlooked? That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Watch. My father, who has given them to me, watch this, is greater than all. See, y'all. Look, Jesus. Jesus like, if you don't think I got the juice... How about the one who said, let there be? If you don't think I can do it, how about the one who stepped out on nothing? How about the one who made something out of nothing? No one able to snatch him out of my father's hand. If you, Jesus was telling, oh, if you think I'm frail, you think I'm just a man, you ain't caught revelation about who I am yet, it's cool, I'm about to show y'all something, I'm going somewhere. This is what he says, he says, my father really is the one with the power. I'm going to show y'all something in a minute. Now look, I and the father y'all not, y'all not. I and I and the father are one. That word one, he wasn't saying me and God are connected. Just like we're not supposed to be just connected to each other. When he said, I and the Father are one, let me tell you what he was saying, Peter. If you're talking to me, you're talking to him. We're the same person. We're the same person. Now, let me go to the next verse. John chapter 12. We're going to stay in John for a little while. We've got two more verses. John chapter 12, verse 44. Are you there? Huh? Are we there? Jesus cried out and said, he who believes in me does not just believe in me, but in him who sent me. Wait, 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 wait. Watch, watch, watch. 45. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I still ain't caught it. Jesus said, look, first of all, me and the father, we're the same person. Second of all, if you see me, you see him. You busy trying to see God. You busy talking about, show us, show us the Father. Jesus was like, you see me, you see the Father. Oh, it's about to get good and uncomfortable in just a second if y'all let me take my time. Huh? They're like, show us the Father. We need to see the Father. 
all these, these churchy folks. Come on. He was talking to a Jewish group who wanted to ask the same type of questions that Moses asked. He was talking to this Jewish group. You know, they were like, okay, so where's God at? Jesus was like, if you see me, you see him. Me and him, same person. They got real confused. I got one more. John 14. If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. <clears throat> oh, it's going to get better. Philip said, got to love Philip. Lord, show us the Father. It's enough for us. Just show us God. If you show us God, we, we really act right. If you just show us God, that'll be enough. Look, Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you? Yet you have not come to know me, Philip? Look what he says. He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father, what's the next word? The Father abiding in me does his works. Now let's watch this, watch this. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe me because of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, like for real, for real. <laughs> he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also greater works than these. He will do because I go to the... He's like, show us, show, show us, show us the Father. We, we want to see the Father. He's like, I am the Father. They're like, no, 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 that doesn't work. He was like, wait, if you see me, you see him. If you hear the words coming out of my mouth, they're his words. I and the Father are one. Now watch. We're also supposed to be one body. What Jesus was trying to express to them was that him and the Father weren't separate. Jesus was really trying to express to them that he was invisible. Everything they saw of him was exactly what the Father was like. Now watch this. He wasn't giving them a message of the Father. Oh. Jesus was like, I'm not playing telephone with you. I'm not passing on my Father's message. I am the father. See, we missed this word one. He's like, I don't have to like translate. I don't have to like get a word from the father and bring it. I am the father. So you saying you God. I'm saying me and God are the same. Wait a minute, you're Jesus. Actually, that's the name that I had to take on in order for y'all to recognize me. Because when I was hovering, you didn't recognize me. Y'all still ain't here. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. But y'all wouldn't recognize me like that. So I had to become flesh and dwell among you. They're like, oh, wait a minute. We, we still don't get it. Bishop, how does this apply? Watch this. It's God's desire that we live the same manner. When people see us, they should be seeing the Father, not us. Wait, 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 wait. See, the church is so busy trying to be John the Baptist that we're not being Jesus. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. Then he turned around and said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. 
John the Baptist is not who we're supposed to be emulating. Oh, this is uncomfortable. <clears throat> the church is not supposed to get our pattern from John the Baptist. The church is supposed to get our pattern from Jesus. The Bible says we ought to walk as he walked. See, John the Baptist prepared the way. So all John the Baptist was like, is Jesus coming? Jesus coming. Y'all should, should get prepared. Y'all should get prepared. You should really get prepared because Jesus is coming. They were like, well, are you him? He said, no, man, I'm not the guy. I'm just the one telling y'all that the guy is coming. And if y'all pay attention, that's the way we preach. We're actually developing people to be John the Baptist. Go tell people about Jesus. Go tell people about Jesus. We ought to be going out here and telling people about Jesus. We ought to be going telling people like, and the Lord's like, I didn't tell you to do that. I want you to go be Jesus. See the whole room like, are you serious? Why would I want to be John the Baptist? John the Baptist didn't even have signs, wonders, and miracles. He was out there eating locusts and honey out in the wilderness. He baptized people and he was a teacher, but that was pretty much the end of John the Baptist. Y'all not here. Some people need to get delivered. Some people need to get set free. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And if John the Baptist is our archetype, we're actually trying to make ourselves in the image of somebody who wasn't even in the right bloodline. Y'all shouted over my bloodline example, but y'all trying to be John the Baptist and he ain't there. Galatians says, if ye be Christ, you're Abraham's seed. Heirs according to y'all in the room. Am I helping somebody? Let's keep going. I'm trying to help somebody in the room. Now, I went over this verse on Wednesday. We've got to do it again. Ephesians 1. Watch this. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. This is my prayer for y'all today. I'll give it to you another way. Wake up. This is Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. So that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ. Stop. Now, I want y'all to pay attention to what we just read. I'll go backwards. And the reason I read all the way to verse 20 is because I wanted to read all the way till I got to the word Christ. Now I can go backwards. Look at 18 again, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know the hope of his calling. That capital H right there, that refers to God the Father. The riches of the glory of his inheritance, the Father's inheritance. Do y'all see that? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power, the Father's power toward us? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, the Father's might, which he the Father brought about in Christ, the Son. Wait a minute. What he's saying is all that power, all that strength, all that might that's in God was present in the Son. We saw it on display in Jesus. Everything we saw Jesus do was God on display. Y'all see that? Jesus didn't have separate power from God. All the power that Jesus possessed was God's power. I don't understand why this is important. Watch this. Now he brought about this power when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. That's why I tell y'all, y'all need a seated Jesus, not just the Jesus in the tomb. Far above all rule, authority, power, dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Look how much juice Jesus got. He said, let me tell you about Christ. He above rule, authority, huh? power. He above all that. Why are you stressing out over the news? He above it. Every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Now watch. He put all things 
in subjection under his feet. Do y'all see the gospel right here? Everything's under his feet. Say everything's under his feet. One more time. Everything's under his feet. Third time. Everything's under his feet. Now I want y'all to think about the thing you need God to break off your life. You got it? You got it? The thing you won't change today. Now watch. Gave him his head over all things to the church. Wait a minute. Jesus is the head of the church. Do we agree? Do we agree that Jesus is the head of the church? I'm going somewhere. Look at 23. Which is his body? Wait. 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 Hold on. All things are under his feet. Yep. And if all things are under his feet, last time I checked, he's the head. The feet and the head ain't the same thing. And the body of Christ is the church. Still not here. Watch this. Which is his body, the fullness of him. Who feels all in all. So the body of Christ, which is the church, is actually the fullness of Christ in the earth. The church, the body, is, is supposed to be all of Jesus on display. Now let's rewind so y'all can put it all together. I and my father are one. And we're now supposed to be that one. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. The body is supposed to be that thing that they see. Are y'all walking with me today? He said, if you see me, you see the father. If you talk to me, you talk to the father. And then he says, okay, now the fullness of me in this age is the church. So when you see the church, you're supposed to see the father. When you see the church, you're supposed to hear the father. You should not be hearing the agendas of man in the church. When you come into the house of God, you should be getting the word of God, not the word of man. You should be hearing the heart of God, not the heart of man. You should be feeling the presence of God, not the presence of man. See, when we get that thing right, you can get healed. Huh? I mean, you should be running. Talking about if I can just get to church. I'm sick of the church. So you sick of God. Because the church is supposed to be the fullness of Christ in the earth. What we're really sick of are buildings masquerading as churches. Because every place with a steeple and a cross ain't a church. The church don't show up if there is no body. Oh my God today. There is no church if there is no body, Ganey. There is no church if there's just a program. Y'all can keep your programs. We need a body. We need a body of Christ. We need his body. Because if I ain't got a body, I can't put nothing under my feet. We done mess around and got upset with individuals who had on the mask. It's a good time to preach this message because here we are during the season where we dress up in costume and most of the time we can't admit that the church is in costume 24-7, 365. But I'm trying to raise up a body. A body. When they see us, they should see him. Now, let me take it a step further. Since we uncomfortable. Not when they see us on Sunday. When they see you in your cubicle. Because you the body. See, we one body. That means that somebody in distress on your job ought to be able to make it to your office and make it to God. One body many members huh you ought to be able to just sit down in your office and somebody in distress can say i need god and you like all right 
Somebody say, make me invisible. See, it ain't about you. It ain't about your style. It's about you being the body. I ain't trying to talk to nobody. I'm, I want you to be the body. I ain't trying to pray for nobody. One day you might need prayer. One day you might need deliverance. One day you might need a breakthrough. And you want somebody in the body to say, I got you. Body. The body. The body. You're inviting people to the building. The building is where the body gathers. The building is where the body gathers. Anywhere the body gathers becomes where God is. Told y'all before. I don't know if you've ever been down. There's a street in Washington with all the embassies. The crazy part about that street is if you're in the middle of the street, you're in Washington, D.C. Soon as you step on the other side of that gate, you're in their country. Whatever embassy that is, just you are now in another country. That means if the U.S. has an embassy wherever in the world, if I can get to the embassy, I'm now home. If you've ever traveled internationally, it'll actually say, if anything jump off while you away, get to the embassy as quickly as possible. Because as soon as you step foot in the embassy, just because you're a citizen, Just because you are, y'all not here, just because you are a member of the body, you have rights of citizenship. Come on now. Oh, 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 oh. This means that everything can be going on in the world. Everything can be going on in Washington. Everything can be going on downtown. But because I'm a member of the body of Christ, all I got to be able to do is validate my citizenship in the body and I can step into God anywhere I am. Just... Home, home. See, that's what happened when you learn to pray for real. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if y'all pay attention. You know, in the Bible, you see a whole lot of people, they talk about they in sackcloth and ashes. And if you've ever seen uh, first century pictures of people in sackcloth and ashes, they would mourn and they would pray. Or, you know, there's a term where they talk about they went into their prayer closet, you know, the prayer closet. Okay, so watch this. The, the, the prayer shawl, the prayer shawl, the talit that they would wear. Um, for many of them, it was long. When, when the woman touched the hem of his garment, she was actually touching the talit or the prayer shawl of Jesus. Now watch this. The talit that Jesus would wear when people would would go into their prayer closet, they would literally take the talit and put it over their head. And when they would pull the talit over their head, they were in their closet. Here's the beautiful thing about it. They could pull the talit over their head anywhere they were. They could be in the middle of the street and just Because, watch this, and as soon as they pulled it over their head, everybody would just walk on by. They're in prayer. They are in their closet. Watch this. And when you understand that, it says, and the one that you pray for in secret shall reward you openly. Y'all not in the room. So this means that all of a sudden, all I got to do is go to God in prayer. And I can go to the embassy at any time. And when I come out of the embassy, everybody is going to see the manifestation of what God has done. Right there in the middle of my crazy work day, give me a minute. Right there in the crazy moment of you talking to me, give me a minute. Because if I can get to the hem of his garment, if I can get into the moment of prayer, some of y'all just need to just. Just cover up everything. Cover up everything and roll in it. Just tie yourself up. The songs say wrapped up, tangled up, and tied up in Jesus. Because see, you recognize if I spend five more seconds outside of this prayer closet, when they see us, they're supposed to see him. 
When they hear us, they're supposed to hear him. I got one more thing I'm going to say and I'm going to pray. This is God's desire. John 17. This is it. But now I come to you. These things I speak to the world so that they may have my joy made full. Look at what he says. I've given them your word. This is Jesus praying. The world has hated them because they're not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Y'all see that? See, so they hate them because every day you become more and more like Jesus. And y'all, this is hard. No, for real. I'm not trying to be funny. This is rough. When you say to yourself, I'm trying to be right. And the closer I get to the Lord, the more you don't like me. I had to figure out, it's not them that don't like you. It's what's on them that don't like you. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's where many of us get messed up. You wrestle against people. I do not ask you take them out of the world. Look at what Jesus said. Don't take them out the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They're not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them. Set them apart in the truth. What's the truth? Your word is truth. And you sent me into the world as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Y'all see that? Jesus is really trying to help us. He said, hey, hey, dad, I treated them just like you treated me. You sent me into the world, I sent them. Since they supposed to be me, they got to do me type things. I was talked about. I was despised by my own family. People turn their back on me. Hey, Father, just like you did me, I did them. I'm not going to pray that you take them out of the world. I'm not going to pray that it stops. Simon, Simon, I pray that your faith fail not. For their sakes, I sanctify myself that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may, watch this, all be one. The verse I was trying to get to all day. That they may all be one. Even as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. Lord, y'all can unpack this verse for the rest of the week. Do y'all see that? I mean, slow this down. That they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. Wait, see somebody? He said, I need them to be a body so folk can believe in Jesus, not so folk can applaud your church. Oh, you doing so good. Your little church growing. Mm. I seen y'all. Look at what y'all doing. Mm. Look, look at how y'all coming together. Y'all started off with a few people. Y'all little, little church over there growing. I see y'all bought y'all little building over there. I seen y'all out there cutting your little grass. Put your little roof on there. Look at y'all. I seen your little roof. See, is you about to have you a little, you about to have your little surface over there, ain't you? 
and we get puffed up because we actually get offended when we know that we've done more than a little work. And you allow the offense to make you try to defend yourself. Okay. It ain't no little church. We ain't no little. (laughs) That they may all be one. Even as you, Father, in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe. Not that they're a big church, that the world may believe. Not that they got a lot of money, that the world may believe that you sent me. When people come in here, I want people to believe that Jesus is real. I'm going to say this. I'm going to pray. I'm in my timeline. Listen to this. How they believe that? When they know who you were before him? Oh, Folk coming here who used to cut up with you? See y'all ain't y'all see y'all play too much. They come here, they used to do all manner of hot foolishness with you. They walk in here and they go. Is this why I ain't seen you at the spot in like a while? Y'all don't go to the spot no more. That's what's up. Your life should be so radically changed that people have no choice but to believe Jesus is real. I mean, your story should be so radical that people go, oh, that had to be God. No, no, for real. I'm talking about your life should be so turned upside down that when people see you, they like, that had to be the Lord because ain't no way in the world. I'm talking about they need to hear your testimony and be like, oh, yeah, for real. Give me some of that because they need to know ain't no way in the world you could be in your right mind if it was not for God. That's when you know it's for real. I'm talking about I want folk to come in here and go, y'all still together? Oh, so y'all, I want folk to come in here and be like, you ain't locked up? See, y'all playing. Because some of y'all know that you have done jail-worthy things, but there's been a grace-abounding God. Some of us know that we've done things that deserve another way, but God has been good to us. And I'm telling y'all, as the body of Christ, we ain't got time to judge each other. We ain't got time to look down our finger at each other. Everybody trying to get somewhere. Everybody is striving. Everybody is trying to push. They might not be pushing as fast as you. They might not be driving as much as you, but pull them on along. Come on, beat a body. Drag them if they gotta be drugged. Here's the part we don't like about being shepherded. Here's the part we don't like about being shepherded. Bible's closed, see? Here's the part we don't like about being shepherded. Here's what I done figured out. I need that note in a minute. I found out something, Elder Leela. The fivefold ministry in Ephesians, the responsibility of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher is to make a body. Go read it. That's what the fivefold is supposed to do, not just get preaching engagements. We're supposed to be making the body. And so, because I recognize that that's the job of the fivefold ministry is to make a body. Then I mess around and and figure out that sometimes shepherds got to go drag sheep back. Sheep just wander off. The Bible says a sheep before her shearer is dumb. That's the Bible. 
they just wander off. They're like, I know it's some more grass around here somewhere. And that's how some of us are right here, looking for green grass when we've already been led to a green pasture. If we're going to be a body, don't worry, don't, don't, look, don't look at your fellow members of the body funny when you see them with their legs bandaged. What's wrong with you? I wandered off.